Hey everybody, you're listening to Small Talk Japan. On this show, we talk about all things Japan in English. My name is Mitch, and I'm here with Ricky. Hi, Ricky. Hey, bro. How are you? All good. Where are we going tomorrow? Uh, Osaka. We're going to Osaka. We'll Osaka. talk about that at the end of the show, but we are going to go party hardy. Woo! It's going to be fun. It's going to be good. We got a big show today with a lot of news. We've got. Okay, so first of all, I don't know about you, but all I want to do is call the government of Fukushima and just scream at them in a, in a language that they don't understand. Because that's 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 our that's our headline story. Hmm. We're going to talk about we're going to we're going to talk about Johnny's again. Oh. All right, in the news again. We're going to talk about a young doctor and his what happened after overworking a hundred shifts, doing two hundred hours of overtime a month. Wow, Guinness World Records. We're also going to talk about why TSMC doesn't think that Americans can make chips. All right, and I've got you know. Lots of old people. <laughs> Lots of old people. Lunch budgets. Lunch uh, budgets. Uh, yeah, okay. All Casual right. racism. Okay. And real life RPGs. All right. Roll that intro. Dude, I remembered. I remember the show. You remember? It was, it was like last show or the show before that or both. I don't remember. There was no intro. <laughs> just recently, you're like, intro? What is that? Yeah. And then like... I don't need it. So when it comes to like doing the chapters in the YouTube video, like I put those in and it's just like... Ricky and Mitch talk about blah, blah, blah. And Mitch forgets to roll the intro. <laughs> so I'm like making fun of myself. Well, yeah, now we got the intro. No one's singing. What time do you got to wake up tomorrow? Uh, early enough. Six? Uh, six. I need six. to be up by six, take the bus at seven to make my 9 a.m. flight. See, you cut it close, man. If I have to be on something, if I, I have tomorrow, I have to be on the Shin Gun set at 9.15. No, I think I have to be at 9.45. 9.45. So that means that I'm going to wake up at 8, maybe 7 something, because it's going to be two hours before. If I will wake up two hours before I have to be on the thing that you have to be on. Right, yeah. So if you have to be on the thing at 7 or... 9. You have to be on the bus at 9. No, no, I have to be on the plane. The plane leaves at 9. Yeah, but the bus is the first thing. That's the yeah, that's so important seven, thing. If seven. You, at 7, right? Yeah. So I'd wake up at 5. Oh, oh, you would wake up at that time. Jesus. Yeah, I'd wake up two hours earlier than the thing that I need to be on. That's overkill. What do you do during those two hours? Make sure that I get on the thing that I need to be on. <laughs> hey guys, we're gonna we're talking about going to Osaka tomorrow. Um, I'm going to be on a, a podcast called Fish and Rice. Uh, it is I've never I I'd never heard of this podcast before. They reached out to us and said, "Hey, you want to be on the podcast?" So we'll see how it goes. Nice. Uh, I'll let you guys know when that episode goes up on their YouTube channel, and then maybe we can check it out. You guys can check it out or whatever. But uh, so they invited me out. And I was like, hey, Ricky, you want to go party after I do the podcast? You want to go party in Osaka? And you're like, heck, yeah. Yeah. I'm, and hopefully I get to catch up with some Osaka friends as well. And we have no plans. That's the scary thing. Yeah, no, no, no plans. The things that you suggested we do, Cirque du Soleil. And I was like, OK, maybe. And then you're like, also, let's do uh, USJ, Universal Studios Japan. And I was like, no. <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, come on. I was like, no. And I don't even think you're going to be able to do Cirque du Soleil because they're basically all sold out except one morning time slot on the Sunday. And that's when you leave. Yeah. I don't even in the morning, but it'll. It, the thing is, is the, where Cirque du Soleil is in Osaka is not near where I need to be for my Shinkansen. So, yeah. Whatever. What Next time. Do? What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, anyway, we there was something else that I want to talk about. I can't remember now. Um, I don't know. TV, oh no, we're gonna food. watch the Mario movie after this. Yahoo! We haven't seen the Mario movie yet because uh, it's the ones in theaters was all the Japanese version, and we don't want to see that. We want to see the English, the proper English version. So it came out on Ultra 
HD 4K Blu-ray. Nice. And so we're going to watch that while eating pizza that I've already put in the reservation for. Excellent. And it's going to be fun. Manning, man is planning ahead. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And because it's a home party at Mitch's house, I uh, cleaned my house. Wow. That's the only reason why I have home parties. I only have home parties so I can clean my house. Is your uh, home gym still up? Nope. I disassembled it because I've signed up for your gym now. Nice. It is signed hey. up for. Although I haven't gotten my locker key yet. And I just have like, I've only signed up for it online. Oh, you got a personal locker thing? Yeah, I did. Because I just want to put my shoes in it. It's it's like oh, say okay. in a month and it's better than me. Like, I think uh, say it's a thousand yen a month. It's better to spend for me a thousand yen a month on a locker and always know that my shoes are at the gym. Versus me going, oh, I don't have my shoes with me and I'm not going to go to the gym today and have that happen like four or five times a month. Does that make mm. sense? All right. Yeah, sure. So just put my shoes in the gym. Peace, peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to change your shoes when you go into the Japanese gym because of course you do because they're Japanese and the shoe culture. So I appreciate it, man. When you watch TV shows now and you see people like on the sofa with their shoes on. Oh, dude, this is gnarly. Or in their bed with their shoes on. I never understood. It just looks fucking weird. It just grows. I've I, never done it. My my household has always been no shoes. Yeah, mine mine has been no shoes, and ever since I was young. And so like people in their bed with their shoes on, I'm just like, ew. Yeah, gross. It's weird. Now there's a reason for American culture wearing shoes on the inside of the house, and Japanese culture not wearing shoes on the inside. There's there's historical reasons for this. Hmm. <clears throat> Europeans used to have like basically mud interiors. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I mean, cause come on, like the whole modern home was, had to be like slowly in, in, incrementally invented. So like before they'd have like Thatcher or like before, like actual wood flooring happened, it was like kind of a dirty situation. So anything that you'd wear outside, you just kind of wore inside. Mm. Like the, the concept of inside was shelter above you, not below you. And then as that slowly like changed to like flooring and things like that, the shoe culture wearing shoes inside kind of stuck. Now, there are times that I think the Japanese are too far, go too far out of it. For example, when you like go to like a, for example, if you go to a place that like you want to wear your like stylish shoes, right? Oh, I just got a podcast thing. Oh, okay. Hey, fish and chips. Wait, fish hmm? and rice? No, no, rice and fish. Oh, whatever. I'm not sure if that's fish a, and rice. <clears throat> I'm not sure. Fish and rice. Fish and pr- fish or price? Fish and rice. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a, a racist name or not. I'm going to have to ask him about where it came from. I don't know. Maybe it's not. It was probably it's just good describing sentence. what sushi is. It's fish and rice. Yeah, I mean, no, no, I want. I want to know what because I, I watched a couple of their episodes. I didn't watch all of them, obviously, but like I wanted to. I, I'm going to ask them on their show. Like, what does that mean? But the interviewer on that podcast is a Swedish guy. Huh. And I think it's really interesting because one of my best friends, you know, is a Swede here yeah. in, in Kagoshima. Uh. Anyway, so but getting back to the shoes thing, sometimes you want to wear your stylish shoes in somewhere. And you can't cause like, Japan's con- like Converse or something. No, just like if you're if you're like a girl, for example, and you have like your nice like thousand dollar pumps on, and like everywhere you go, you have to take them off. It's like kind of lame. So like the only time that you can really complete your outfit is like while you're walking between A and B, not at A or B. Oh, uh, right, right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of sometimes like that can just there's they need to make more adjustments. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. Oh, and, so hmm? oh no and, cool. no I was just gonna say. And they have, uh, you know, there's toilet slippers. That's pretty funny. It makes sense. Okay. No, it's also the, the, hilarious. No, the most hilarious toilet slippers are the ones that are at the gym that you're supposed to put your sneakers inside. So they look like giant slippers and you put your your feet inside the slippers and then you go and do your business and then you go back outside to wearing your, where you're still just wearing your sneakers. What? Oh, maybe not at, no, not at this one. Maybe but. not at this new gym, but the one before they had that. And then I've seen that before. Wow. 
So, guys, I was just I just was uh, remembering something that I was talking to one of our patrons about. If you do not see our show show up in your recommended feed for YouTube, uh, YouTube is like a little Mormon boy. He does not like foul language, locker room talk, innuendo, and basically half the things that we say because we talk about the news. Like when we were talking about, hey guys, we got a great show for you today. We're gonna talk about how a person got decapitated in a love hotel. That was like, what, five weeks ago? Like shit like that, like YouTube's like, no, I'm not showing this to anybody. That's violence. So even if you are subscribed to us, which please do if you haven't, and you've hit the little bell icon, sometimes we're still not gonna show up in your feed. And so just remember, we we upload a show every single week, usually by the beginning of the uh, North American week. So look for it on, Monday morning um, and we'll there will be a show I don't think we've missed I think we we delayed a couple of shows but I don't think we've like absolutely missed a show maybe we have but I, but basically we don't hmm. ever really miss a show but YouTube will sometimes not show you our show because they're like they're talking about dirty things and that's just not okay because YouTube's a little Mormon boy hmm. dirt floors watch out dirt floors <laughs> and so that's why we've actually stopped because there's like another thing that YouTube's doing like if you say something kind of bad within the first 15 seconds of the of the show they basically demonetize you and blacklist the the, the video wait we're past 15 seconds does that mean we can go all yeah but i don't now? know it's like it's fickle it's like their little secret sauce you know no one really knows how it works hmm. so who knows okay but that's you know that's why they uh they show those uh what's his name something tate uh that guy i don't want to uh that's why like his videos go out to like little 13 year old boys because like all the other 13 year old boys in the world are watching his, his videos. And so if you're like a non corrupted 13 year old boy, they're like, this is what the 13 year old boys are, are watching. Andrew Tate. That's his name. Ah, so we can, we can talk about misogyny. Great. And then we'll be fed to all the 13 year old boys. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, all right, let's get to the news real quick. Here we go. So, uh, so, we talked about this a little bit a couple of shows ago where, so Fukushima is deciding to release their treated water to the ocean. And uh, basically there's one element, but I don't even remember the name of it. One of those elements. Tritium? Tritium, tritium. Oh, nice memory. One element, a uh, trace element that's still in the water that they can't filter out, everything else they can. And so they're diluting it to a level that the IAEA says is completely safe and, and cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, but because there's so many domestic problems happening in China right now, the Chinese government and news uh, sources, which the news and the Chinese government is basically the same thing, are saying, oh, my God, everybody, you should be looking at this Fukushima disaster in Japan. Don't pay attention to the problems at home. Look outside. Scapegoat, scapegoat, scapegoat. Turn away. Ch- Chinese version of Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, and so, um, yeah, so uh, for whatever reasons, Chinese people have been calling random restaurants all over the country and then yelling at them about what's happening in Fukushima, which makes no sense. But then again, when Fukushima happened the very first time in 2000, the very first time we get like it happened. Oh, wow. <laughs> when it happened at first, when, 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 when Fukushima first happened in 2011, there were people in California freaking out about the radiation. They're like, oh my God, it's unsafe to go outside because Californians aren't very smart. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, um, so the new news is over 400,000 nuisance calls in total have been made to the Japanese embassy in Beijing since the release of treated radioactive water from the crippled, crippled Fukushima nuclear power plant into the sea began in August. 
at the mm. back of the <clears throat> growing anti-Japan sentiment in China, because China has so many problems that they're just saying, look at Japan. Uh, the daily number of harassing calls received by the embassy peaked at more than 40,000 August 25th. So I remember this like girl, this guy, this happened recently. One of my friends, don't say names, broke up with a girl and she just spam repeat called him for like a 24 hour period. Just like if you looked at his phone, it was her name for like 24 hours. Jeez. And I was like thinking about that while I was listening to the story about China. So China is a butthurt girl, ex-girlfriend, and she's just spam calling <laughs> embassy in Beijing. Is this good for the telecom companies here? Are they getting like some money from all this traffic? I don't think so. Because no? it's not coming here. It's going, well, it, some of it was coming here, but this is talking about specifically the embassy in Beijing. Uh-huh. Which embassies, this sound like a dangerous job no matter where you go. There are people like hating on you. I remember like the Swedish embassy in some Middle Eastern country. Let's call it Iran, something like that. Got, I don't know. Got like taken over or something. Yeah, they got like burned down to the ground and shit. Man, if they were like, hey, you, like, if somebody came up to me and they're like, Mitch, you want to be an ambassador at an embassy? I'd be like, where's the embassy? It's <laughs> <laughs> like first question. And if it was like, I don't know, the Bahamas, I'd be like, I'm there. But if it's like, you know, the PVP zones Libya, around the world, I don't know. I'd be like, no. <laughs> but anyway, okay. But um, can you segue? We, we, uh, we, yeah, sure. Let's go, man. You know, another way to deal with, you know, your long-standing hate is uh, not just spam calling restaurants, but hating on YouTubers. Oh my God! Talk about no, no. Talking about racism and stupidity. Yeah, this. Uh, so there's a YouTuber called uh, Yui Pion. I've never actually watched this video. Yep. But this Japanese-born YouTuber is active in South Korea at the moment, and uh, he put out a video called "Japanese Who Gave Up Everything in Japan and Came to Korea to Take on a Reckless Challenge." What that means is, I have no idea. Maybe he's just trying to. I think it's a girl. There's two of them, right? There's a boy and a girl, and their channel they do this kind of stuff. And so, anyway, I think I think they're just doing like daily life, daily life, daily life, and streaming and vlogging. Yeah, yeah. So apparently, this uh, middle-aged Korean man approached them and asked them where they're from. And when they introduced themselves and being from Japan, the guy just started saying things like, "I'm from North Korea." No, no, no. He started first screaming at the. Well, we have a video. Let's go to the video. Yeah, I haven't watched the video. Oh, she's speaking to him in Korean. Okay, so I don't think anybody really... If you speak Korean and you see this video, you can go ahead and translate it for us. But in the comment section, this was translated to English. And it's basically telling this girl that his father, this person who was speaking's mm-hmm. father was killed by the Japanese. And so he'll never for- forgive the Japanese and starts basically cussing at her in Korean. Again, mm-hmm. I don't speak Korean and I can't 100% vouch for this. This, this is, is what the gra- comments grandfather, are Grandfather. Maybe right. grandfather. Yeah. So you can hear that his attitude starts changing. And so there's... So he starts screaming and yelling at her. He's like, I'll never forgive you, blah, blah, blah. Something something like that. And so, so this poor Japanese girl starts crying on camera. Yeah, she just says like, you know, she likes she likes to be in Korea and everything. And he's saying like he's threatening them. Telling them to get out of Korea. 
you know, the reason why I bring that up is because last week we talked about how there's stupid, you know, foreign streamers and YouTubers coming into Japan and harassing people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just wanted, I got, I got the comment, you know, it's not only, you know, foreign people coming to Japan, this happens everywhere. And that's true. It's true. Um, and so I just specifically wanted to talk about last week. Don't come here with your bullshit, you assholes. <laughs> Uh, but this week, this was in the news, and so um, I think that this happens. Uh, this happens a lot to female Asian streamers. Like right. it's like every week I see one of these. Um, you see that you see them going to like uh, I saw this. Uh, I think she's a Korean girl that went to France and just got just gets molested by one of this like creepy French French dude. And of course, because it's being streamed live, like you see everything. Yeah, and I, it's just like I don't get people like that. Why would you stop and harass somebody like that? It's so so pointless yeah there was a bunch of stories like that also happening like in germany and most recently it was like a spanish newscaster that got groped on tv yeah and then there's there's a there's another uh video that went really uh uh, viral like two days ago of like it's like having a western female in india and so like this couple this white couple was like walking around in like kind of like the the uh, countryside of india and it's just like the whole fucking village was just following them around and all the guys just kept trying to like stand next to her and like, you know, fuck with her. And I don't want to get into India. I'm not, I'm not real. I'm not, you know, a specialist on India or anything, but everything that comes out of that country news wise is just like, let's do better women's rights in that region. <laughs> Cause Jesus. But uh, um, fortunately, you know, just it's a few assholes here and there, like in the comment section, a lot of people were you know, supporting her, even yeah. Korean people saying, Hey, you know, and that's a good thing to have happened to you. And like, it's the, really nice. You're here. The youth of Japan and the youth of Korea, even though, you know, the, with the, such a kind of plagued history, they are fucking great. Now there's the, you know, Japanese kids love K-pop, K-pop culture. Um, you know, young Korean people come to Japan, have a great time. You know, they love it here. So I, I've, you know, it's, it, it takes generations, but it does get better. Yeah. And kind of going back to being an ambassador of something like, you know, you don't, Obviously, you're there to represent your country, but you don't represent all the policies and all the history yeah. that has come before. Also, what's know? really weird is he's like, I'm from Kitashosen, I'm from North Korea, but yet he's living in South Korea. It's like, so wouldn't you kind of abandon some of those, whatever. So, I mean, like, it's just this generational stuff is just, it kind of, it's it's lame. Um, I remember, I'm not going to say exactly who, because I don't want to be offensive to anybody, but... I do remember being in a situation where myself and my 100% Japanese American friend went to a friend's house and the grandmother just went upstairs um, and just wouldn't come out until me and my friend left. And the reason why is because that grandmother's, I think, parents were killed or abused or something by the the invading Japanese during Mm -hmm. World War II. Um, So I understand if you were personally there and you're of that generation and it's difficult for you to forgive, I can understand that. But if you're three generations removed and you're like screaming at a fucking 20 year old Japanese girl in a park, A, how drunk are you? And B, uh, you need to, you need to get over it and, re- and just like, you need to really, that's a, that's a, don't look outward for the answers. Look inward. That's a, that's a you problem. Mm, that's okay. right. Yeah. Um, anyway, going from going from uh, harassment of a girl to harassment of boys, Johnny and Associates considers uh, changing name as criticism, criticism mounts. 
So um, they're like, because the 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 Johnny's company is named after the former leader who apparently I mean, he hasn't been convicted of anything because he's passed away, but allegedly molested and sexually assaulted generations of boys, not just like one or two or three, but generations of them. He's a predator. Yeah, total predator. Like the Weinstein Weinstein of Japan, basically. Um, they did a man on the street interview uh, about this. NHK did, and they were like, "What do you feel about Johnny and Associates changing their names?" And like the opinions run the ran the gamut. It was like some people were like, "Oh, he, they should totally change the name because that is the name of the person that did all the wrongdoing, and so just they should forget about that and just move on and get a new name." Another person is like, "They should change the name, but they should ask the fans what they think that the company should be called hmm. because this impacts the fans and the artists the most." Is what they're saying. That's fair enough, actually. Yeah. And, and then the last person was like, "This grandma." It's like, what did she say? It tr roughly translated is like, "Oh, they've been around for so long. It's too late to change the name." You know, you know what I mean? Like, uh, It's like, you know, it's like, it's impossible. It's like, it's too late. It's like that old lady stance on it. It's pretty <laughs> funny. But anyway, what do you think? Uh, I, I like the one about asking the fans because that's really who they're going to try to cater more towards. and But they should always have that in, in the back of their in their mind. Like, this is this is your old name. This is your history. And this is what you're attached to. Well, do I mean, you do can better. Change, you can change the name of something. I mean, British, British Petroleum. They're like, that's not a good name. Let's change our name to BP with the little flower icon or logo. Yeah, we look so friendly. It's and so green because it's literally a green logo. You know, they dumped the most oil into the ocean. Everything we've done, what? They dumped the most oil into the ocean. They've never done that. What yeah. are you talking about? They're investing in electric stuff. Yeah, that's what their commercials say. They're like, we're making this world a better and greener environment for you. Meanwhile, they are have they are on record <laughs> as pumping more gallons of oil into the ocean than any other organization in the world. That's not going to affect the climate change at all dude yeah go go to go to the uh to the what is that area called the florida panhandle and the gulf of mexico area and just ask them how they feel about tourism fishing and all that other stuff anyway johnny's and associates they were going to announce their uh more details on october 2nd i just really feel like they're just like dragging this out like it if like the best thing that they could have done is that woman who i don't want to say her name but the woman who used to be in charge come out and be like yep this happened and i think this happened and we're going to change that we're going to reform the culture we're going to get ahead of this just give us some time and yet they were like i didn't know that my uncle or whatever the relationship was my uncle was a diddler it's like what i don't remember and then they hired a new guy and then the new guy's like did you or did you not say put my wiener in your mouth to the people that you were in charge of he's like i don't remember maybe maybe didn't i don't I mean, can you can you can you go after a guy who can't remember? Jeez. I I didn't Google what the Japanese was. They're gonna at. change their name to Associates and Johnny. No, it should just be called Wieners. <laughs> 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 All right, let's go for a story. Uh oh, well, snap! How do I go from that? Well, let's let's just. This is kind of interesting. Another problem with Japan. Yeah. And uh, kind if of, you don't have a segue, just go. And then. And then Shogunai. <laughs> Shogunai. Shogunai. Centenaries in Japan. Hit record. Oh, God. 92,139 women account for 88% of that. So that means that over 10% of the Japanese population is now how old? Over 100. Over 100. Yeah. The centenarians. So is it, is it over 90 or is it over 100? I think the, the stat is over 10% was over uh, 90. Let's see. Maybe it's over 80. 
Uh, well, the average life expectancy of women is 87.9 years here. Yeah, but there's like a 10% of the population is, I think it's in the... No, it's literally 73.74 centenarians per 100,000 people in Japan. I think it's, yeah, 100, 100 years old. Doesn't say uh, which, like how much older they should be. Okay. Yeah, that is at a lot of old people. That is Japan. a lot of old Recently people. Recently we had, uh, on Monday, we had Respect for the Age Day here in Japan. It's a holiday. And people do nice things for their grandpas and grandmas that are of a certain age. Oh, I guess I don't remember. Maybe it's not a percentage. It just says over 92,000 people or over 100 in Japan. That's crazy. Yeah. So that is, you know, Japan is an aging population. That's one of their biggest problems that they uh, can't seem to fix. Sorry, here it is. People aged 80 and up top 10% of Japan's population for the first time. Well, there you go. Just... So, so one out of every 10 people is 80 plus. Damn. Damn. I'm not even gonna make it that long. I, 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 <laughs> eight, <laughs> so there's the two things. I, I just had a, a class today with uh, some of the, well, they're not that old, but they're a bit of older ladies. They're mature, upper, mature upper, women, upper middle aged. Yeah, and uh, we were talking about like how they didn't want to live that long, and one of them, one of our favorite ones that we always drink with, she's like, I think seventy is good. <laughs> and then the, one of one of her classmates has been with her for a long time. She's like, "Oh man, that means I'm at death's door." Because she's like sixty-seven. <laughs> for me, I was like, for don't me, go killing her off. For me, it's just how how what condition I am when I get there. Yeah, quality of life. Right. Like if you have quality of life, it's if, good. If I'm old, brittle, and like confined to a wheelchair at seventy, just just start the timer. <laughs> just, just start the timer. But if I'm like doing backflips at 80, that's totally cool too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That that is fine. And you, you're independent and everything, and you're not, uh, you know, you, I I feel like you don't want to cause trouble for people right. around you. Right. That's the thing. It's like I don't want to. Nope. Don't want to be yeah. a burden. And uh, something interesting we talked about in that class as well was like cleaning up their like elderly parents or. Uh, their parents had already passed away their homes. Uh, had... Recently happened to me. My little brother had to do that recently. Yeah. So there's so many things that you've kept that you accumulate over the years. Yeah. Now, if you're young enough, you can like, I asked my little brother, I was like, uh, I was like, I want you to uh, scan snap everything. So just like digitize it all and send me a copy. And he's like, okay. No, that's, that's a good thing to do. Yeah. And even companies in Japan will do that for you now because... We, I think we talked about that. Yeah, yep, they'll, they'll, yep, they will. Because, I mean, they'll do everything for you. I mean, it, it's kind of, it's it, Japan's not really one, like America, North America, I should say, is more like a do-it-yourself type of culture. And in Japan, they're more like a find the right person to do this job type culture. It's more like if when you mm -hmm. play a video game, it's like, I need to have my sword sharpened. Instead of going, I'm going to learn the sword, sword sharpening skill and do it myself. You're like, find the blacksmith. Or uh, go in all chat and say... Is there a backflip? Yeah. So you find the specialist and then you just like Tanomu. You're like, you do it. Yeah. But like in the West, it's always like, do it yourself. And like there's and as a as a as a kind of like a natural progression of this, there is the subreddit R slash D I W H Y. Oh yeah. Which is one of my favorite, along with stupid food, TV too high, and DIY. Because like DIY is like mostly Russian blonde girls 
going, come here, come here. I'm going to show you this like life hack. And then they do this thing that doesn't make any fucking sense. And the thing that they make at the end is just like, why did you spend three days doing this? And some of them are potentially dangerous. A lot of them are potentially dangerous. A lot of them are. Um, they were taught one of the one of the most dangerous things that you can do is this thing. It's called uh, I forgot what it's called. Electro engraving or something like that where I'm not going to go into the details of this, but basically they take a component from an everyday electronic thing that everybody has in their house and then they attach it to wet wood and it burns this like lightning pattern into the uh. wood. And this is by far the most dangerous thing that you can do in your house for a DIY project. And there is a scientist who made a YouTube video that I think is like a 10 million, 10 million views talking about the number of people who have killed themselves by doing this. Because the component, I'm not gonna say the words because I don't want anybody to do this. The component that you use takes AC power and crazy amplifies it up into DC power. And that amount of power fries your nervous system and kills you because it stops, stops your heart. Great. And so that's stupid. Don't do that, guys. But you get a nice wood engraving. No, no. If you want to do something with it? wood, if you want to do something with wood, uh, do the, oh, shit, I forgot what it's called. They put the uh, resin, the resin filling. That's fun. They take a big piece of wood. It's got a little push, piece of damage in it. And they like kind of like root out the damage, make a little hole. And then they fill it with like blue resin. Oh, they make it look like. And yeah. then they sand it and everything. Like it makes a beach or something. or Not whatever. necessarily a beach. It's just like wood with like cool resin in it. Mm -mm. That's cool. That's fine. Or you know what else you want to do? You want to make a table? Make a concrete table. That's also cool. Or gardening. That's cool. Don't kill yourself with the, I almost said the word, with the thing that comes from another thing. Hmm. Yeah. Watch out. Speaking of, oh God, it's such a perfect segue, but it's so, in, it's so irresponsible. Speaking of stressful things, huh. um, a young doctor uh, was working, and this is in Japan, was working, worked 100 consecutive shifts. So that means 100 days with no, no days off. Uh, assuming he did one shift a day, he might have been doing double shifts. Um, and over 200 hours of overtime a month uh, has actually committed suicide here in Japan. Hmm. Um, and he was only 26 years old. Uh, and I'm not going to go into the gory details because there's a bunch of like snippets from their, from his email and things like that. But at the end of the day, like he was absolutely overworked and calling out for help and people did not see, or maybe they did, but they didn't, they, you know, cause a lot of one, one thing about suicide is that when somebody's like projecting the warning signs, you don't always pick that up or you sometimes like downplay it like oh they're not going to do anything and it's always the person that you'd never suspect the people who are always like whining and crying and stuff like that, that that's 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 different but it's usually the people that just you would never expect mm -hmm. they're just like one day they're just gone and so um yeah but yeah how did no one see on the roster that he was doing like already a ridiculous amount of of work well like, i understand he's a resident probably or something and he's, he's a resident it's kind he's of expected first, first years first years of being a doctor kind of expected but still there are Labor laws? Question mark. Yeah, labor laws. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there there are labor laws in Japan. Um, I'm supposed to know. I mean, I know I know all the things that I'm supposed to know, and everything that I don't know. Um, I entrust the people who are making those decisions, like my my uh, my accountants and stuff like that. They <laughs> they keep me out, you know, because I don't want to break the law. It's just a very complicated thing to follow. Yeah. Um, and in this case, it's just simply, you know, he was probably 
being bullied into working more shifts by his senpai and voluntold to do things. Um, and so, yeah. It's a nasty situation. I mean, young, 26, just starting a career. Also, just graduated medical school. Yeah, and uh, probably felt responsible for his patients and stuff. So he yeah, pushed himself really hard. Holy crap. Uh, it says, you know, deaths from overwork among doctors occur frequently. Uh, and this is an important case that we will have an impact on not just doctors, but all workers as well, with the hospital being held responsible. So, I mean, a lot of these kind of jobs require like a certain refill rate, you know, like in education and Yeah, but health. doctors have like, you know, that's why they get paid so much is because replacing a doctor is very difficult. You know, it's a specialization. I mean, like, not. I don't think the three of us, if we tried, could be doctors. You know, maybe if we tried really hard, but like, it's not. It GPs. You not only do you have to, you have to be able to study your ass off. You have to study your ass off on a time limit, and you also have to study your ass off on a time limit, and then not get so anxious and stressed out that you emotionally can't handle it. Mm -hmm. So it takes a you a lot of checkbook check marks. And you also have to score high enough to even get accepted into the medical program that then has a dropout rate of like not some percent. So it's a very competitive field. Um, anyway, for the reason why anytime this, one of these new, uh, stories come up in the news, the only reason why I ever talk about it is, is because uh, we want to talk about, I can't say it's too small. Uh, we want to talk about uh, if you are in Japan and you are having uh, thoughts of suicide or if you're suffering from depression or anxiety, you can contact TEL, uh, the lifeline in Japan. The phone number is 03-5774-0992. Once again, that is 03-5774-0992. Uh, they also have various other w ways to, to contact them, like an online chat. So if you just uh, uh, type in "tell Japan" into Google, it'll come up. Yeah. So, or if you have, if you see a friend that you think is having a hard time, uh, reach out and talk to them. Because uh, unfortunately, suicide is one of those things that it is a—it's not even a solution. But if you if you even consider it a possible solution, it is a permanent solution to a uh, temporary problem. Um, and I also I also like to mention this that. There was a documentary called, I think, The Jumpers or something like that. It was about the San Francisco Bridge, about people who were jumping off of it. And they interviewed survivors, and 100% of the survivors said the same thing. The second I jumped off the bridge, I regretted it. Didn't want to do it. Didn't want to go through it. Um, so nothing so bad that it can't. It's it's worth you know you losing your life over. Hmm. Okay, Ricky. Well, damn. How do I? Okay. <clears throat> I can segue to my last news theory if you can't. Yeah, okay. uh, well, something, you know, to, a little something to look forward to okay. in your daily life. It's right. your lunch. Changing changing gears to lunch. Yeah, your lunch. I always look forward to my lunchtime. How much do you spend on lunch? Okay, I have two, I have two levels. Okay, g give me the low, low ball and give me the high ball. Okay, so if I'm like sticking to my diet and I, and I made my 10 bentos mm -hmm. and I, I think it's. It's four thousand eight hundred yen total for ten uh, for for fifteen bentos and ten of those are lunch. Okay, so four four hundred eighty. So maybe like four hundred oh, yen. Let me do the math on that really quick. So let's say five thousand yen. Let's just take a ballpark divided mm -hmm. by fifteen. So about three three hundred and forty three hundred and thirty five yen per bento. Oh damn! That's if I'm sticking to my diet. Okay. If what? I am off on a having a, if i'm on a like a lunch meeting or if i'm like 
gorge and myself or and i'm not on my diet no i <laughs> I think the most the I've ever, I think the most I ever spent on lunch was at the Space Needle in Seattle, and I think I spent a hundred and forty dollars for myself. Okay, damn. Yeah, so treat yourself. For I didn't know life. it was that expensive until they're like, "Here's your check." I was like, "Holy shit, Josh! How much do you spend on lunch? Well, how much would you say?" These days, I spend between three and four hundred yen per lunch. Wow! But that's because I almost every single day bring lunch. Mm. Okay, so well, guys, you guys are. Uh, doing what half of salary men in Japan do. They they spend less than three three forty on lunch a day. So that's and that's an average. So yeah, but is that bought or is that made? That so this twenty and fifties. So they either make it themselves mm-hmm. or I think a lot of them like probably have leftovers from the night before. Mm. Uh, yes. Or their wives do. <laughs> yeah, or, or their wives. But yeah, the. About a quarter of them say they don't spend any money, so they bring their own box lunch, so I guess they spend very little. Okay, so then the expenditure is people who are buying it outdoors. Yeah, and then another, like, about another quarter of them said they spend less than 500 yen. So so in Tokyo, for example, hmm. one of the really popular uh, types of lunch places is, like, a takeaway bento shop, where it's literally, they have, like, an okazu, which means main thing, main dish, and then you have like a smattering of rice. And so you have like, um, I don't know, like three karaage yeah. and like a smattering of rice. And the rice has like a omiboshi. What is that? A pickled plum umeboshi in the middle of it. And they'll give it to you in a plastic bento box with chopsticks for like 300 yen. 290 yen. I mean, it's a lot of calories for not It's a, a lot, lot of carb empty calories. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, they managed to save money and stuff. So that's really good. I need to start eating more box lunches i just live out of the convenient that's hella expensive you need to do like just do meal prep man that's what i do i do meal prep and then fill my freezers and then all i need to do to make lunch is microwave it i used to use a hot logic bento box that you plug in and it slowly cooks your bento but i'm i'm so inconsistent about when i eat what time i eat Uh that like it'll either be like still frozen or like soup because it just got like (laughs) slow cooked into soup If I had like a consistent time where I ate every single day, that that hot logic self warming bento can like bag is fucking it's it's ace man, so good. Because like when you microwave, it makes it all microwave rubbery. It's gross, but the hot logic just slowly warms it, and you can put the frozen bento right into it and just like slowly warm it. It's great. Hot logic. Yeah, it was like some some like startup. You know, oh my God, I saw this product. Oh God, I can't think of the name of it. Josh, can you can you Google Wi-Fi juicer? This thing got $25 million worth of venture capital in, in America. And I have no idea why. It's like, can you look for the, the, what's the name of it? Does it have the name of it? The founder of Organic Avenue, uh, Juicero. Okay, Juicero. Juicero. Can you can you search YouTube for Juicero Juicero instructions? Let's just all watch this together. So do you do what? Do you just like press it? No, just watch it. Let's you can go ahead and put this on double time because it's gonna be really double double. Very modern package design.
Okay, stop. Okay. <laughs> so basically what we just watched for those who are just uh, listening is like this lady takes out this giant plastic box from another box, connects it to Wi-Fi using a QR code. And then like it has a little cloud blinking icon on a, on this on this juicer. And then she puts in a bag full of juice into the juicer. And then the cloud connected Wi-Fi smart home device then slowly pushes the juice out of this little plastic bag into a cup. Uh, you know, you were mentioning DIY earlier. Yeah. Th- th- this is it. Nope. Well, no, this why? isn't. Why? No, this it's, is, not, it's not a do-it-yourself. It's a big why. Yeah, why, right? <laughs> so I, I have three questions, okay? Here we go. In, 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 uh, like in more exaggerating order, okay? One, why does it connect to Wi-Fi? Right? No, no one knows, right? Two, what, why does it connect to the cloud? What the fuck is it doing with the cloud? What, what does your juicer need with the cloud? Is it a mini Bitcoin miner? Is it like, <laughs> <laughs> like, is this what's going on? And here's last and last and last and most important one. That thing doesn't fucking juice. It just pushes the innards of a bag out of the bag. I, I could have removed all of that process and just put the same context of the contents of that bag into a bottle right and just drink the bottle uh, we need that guy you know that meme guy that's just like point like pointing at things with his hands oh the tiktoker oh yeah, yeah we need that guy he's like literally just psh, psh. they got 25 million dollars in fucking venture capital to make that product they had scores of engineers working on the product <laughs> guys what the fuck there, do you guys remember like uh, what was it the, the, the margarita maker thing that I forgot that it was a South Park episode where everybody got it like a margarita maker. But, margarita. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like it was just overpriced and no one needed it and they had to take it back. And it was like it was basically around 2008 when everybody bought a house when they didn't need a house or they, they could they really didn't afford a house. And when like the housing market fell out, and there's like the global financial crisis and everything like that. South Park made a, uh, a metaphor episode where Randy Mars buys a um, margarita. It has a stupid name. Margaritaville. Margaritaville. That's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't need it at all. And he buys it. And he's like, I got to take this back. But it's, it's it's a great episode. South Park's so stupid. Or smart, whatever. Okay. Speaking well, of technology. Um, so Taiwanese semi, uh, semi, con, semi, semi, silicon, semiconductors manufacturing company. I think it's Taiwanese semiconductors. Manu- there it is. It's Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company uh, in Taiwan. Uh, they decided to, they tried to make a uh, two factories, okay? One is in Arizona and the other one is here in Japan, okay? Which is actually close to where we are. It's in, it's in Kumoto and mm-hmm. Kyushu. So it says uh, the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, the world's largest contract chip maker. So they make everything. They make, you know, uh, I think Intel fabs their own shit, but AMD, uh, NVIDIA, uh, like... Juicero. Juicero. I think ARM, anything ARM. So like um, everything that's in your iPhone, uh, basically half the world's smart devices. That's all manufactured in one place, in one country, that an, that's a tiny little island in Asia, you know, Taiwan, uh, and it is its own country, fuck you, China, and it has this big, giant, scary monster called China sitting next to it, trying to always invade it. 
So the, the higher ups at, at uh, TSMC are like, we need to increase our production footprint outside of the country. So they Smart tried, move. So they, they did one in Arizona and they did, they're did they doing one in Kumamoto. Now here's the thing. The Arizona one, <laughs> I don't know if it's failed, but it might have already failed. What? The one in Arizona. So TSMC said, Japan's advantages for the chipmaker include its network of chip, chip equipment and materials suppliers, similarities in work culture and proximity to t- Taiwan. Um, she also, one of the spokespersons for TSMC uh, also added, uh, Japan, which is known for its long hours and strong commitment to employers as more willing to work uh, in, a, in a punishing schedule with overtime as chip, maker, chip making machines run around the clock in sterile clean rooms. A lot of the machines cannot be shut down because it costs TSMC to re- recalibrate on rebooting, said a chip industry executive. So basically, they want hardcore workers, is how as Elon Musk would put it. Oh wow! Super workers and 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 um and Arizona people. One okay. One don't hire Arizona if you're gonna go somewhere and like get super hardcore workers. You're not gonna get them in Arizona. <laughs> Sorry, I love you, Arizona, but it's not gonna happen. Uh, and two, honestly, probably is not gonna get it in America in general. Um, I think IKEA back when the world was on fire and like the global meltdown in 2008, nine and 10, IKEA tried to do manufacturing in America because it was actually cheaper than doing it abroad because Americans were so cheap at that point. And they're like, not good work fit. Uh, same thing happened. Like, I mean, the car, com- the car sector, all the factory jobs, some, some blue collar Americans going to kill me over this, but all the factory jobs and everything in Detroit started like drying up and the, the factory started like sucking like crazy in, in Detroit and Toyota experts from Toyota actually came to America and taught the Americans how to make cars, even though America invented that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And they taught them just in time production and all that stuff. You can read about this in the, in the book, Toyota Kata, but like, uh, yeah, they taught the Americans how to like not suck at their jobs anymore. And it didn't really matter. Cause like the American car companies still yeah, kind of, all the car companies are elsewhere now. Yeah. But I actually think the reason why TSMC is going to have real success in Japan is because of this clip right here. They're short. So their eyes are closer to the electronic components than many of the nationalities. Is this for real? Caucasians are too tall and gangly. Look how far away the Caucasian workers eyes are from the integrated sector. That's why Sony products are better. Sony, because Caucasians are just too damn tall. This is like an April Fool's thing. So that video, that video is from a movie. If you guys have not seen it, it's amazing. It's called Crazy People. And the jicks, the jicks of the movie, the, the summary of the movie is that in a marketing executive uses insane people to come up with marketing ideas for companies. <laughs> and that's one of the ideas. It's like Sony, because Caucasians <laughs> are just too damn tall. Too gangly. Tall to, and gangly. To make semiconductor <laughs> chips. <laughs> Well, it's true though. I mean, like if you look at, especially when that movie came out, I think early nineties, um, basically anything that's, and this is still true today. Anything that's hardware, the Japan, Japanese and the Taiwanese, they're fucking number one. I was talking about this with my Swedish friend the other day. We just, oh, we just bought these new microphones. These microphones are sure. Okay. We're listening on Sennheiser headphones. Okay. Our, our USB XLR interface that we're using is Behringer. Okay. All of these have a thing in common. They're all they're all engineered by Germans. 
Germany has won the sound market. They're just the best at sound. There's no one better than the Germans at sound. Hmm. Period. Okay? This is the most recognizable microphone in the world for podcasting and radio. Right? And the microphones that we used to use is the most popular microphone in the world. SM58s. This is the SM7B. Okay? Um, so Germans just won when it comes to audio. Okay? The Japanese, uh, sorry, the Koreans have won when it comes to LCD and OLED technology. They Those said, nice TVs. yep, they said, fuck you. We got screens. We win at this sector. We're, we're good forever. The Japanese, what do you think that they want at? Uh, storage. They are actually pretty good at storage with uh, Kyoxia and Toshiba. It's pretty good. But they still have competitors in that realm from Silicon Valley and things like that. Camera? Camera what? Lenses. They're really good at lenses, but they're still not number one at lenses. There, there's there's competition on lenses. Camera. Hmm. It's in everything. It's in everything. Ah, sensors. Sensors. Japan makes the best camera sensor technology in the fucking world. And it's not even like close. It's not even close. Like the competition's not even near. Like every single iPhone has three Sony sensors in it. Right, the, the 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 camera that we're using right now is a Panasonic. The, our other cameras that we use are Sony's. They're all all the sensor tech is all so basically based on Sony technology. They push forward, and all the, the other Japanese companies like copy them. The only one thing that there's still competition with uh, you know, Korea, uh, China, uh, America, and in Germany is the automotive industry. There's still competition in there. There's not a there's not a clear winner, even though Toyota is like basically sales, they're the winner. Um, but uh, yeah, there's not a clear winner there, especially as we move into EVs. Um, and Tesla's, from what I understand, are actually shitty EVs. Could be better. Could be better. Yeah, so the, like a lot of the traditional car companies are making EVs because like the EV stuff is actually apparently the easy stuff. The 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 large scale manufacturing is the hard stuff, but they've already perfected that. So they just like swapped out the the, the components mm. on the inside. So you see like all these like um you know used to be gasoline only car companies are making EVs now that are like superior to the Teslas. They don't have autopilot, but I mean when we don't need that right <clears throat> now. It would be cool to have. Do we fine. actually think? Do we do? Let's just run. Let's just take a vote. Do we? Do you believe in autopilot? I would love autopilot. I I would love it. Really? I hope I hope for future with it. Currently going to driving school, Josh. I don't think it'll ever reach a point where I can fully relax with autopilot. I think that autopilot is not going to work for cars until we <clears throat> until we start uh, designing the roadways with the understanding that the cars are going to drive themselves. Mm. So if all of the because we can do this. So if all the roads and everything had like like underground technology of like like a, a sensor bar that would run along right so we tell the car exactly what's happening and all the other cars are also being driven by the same software then you're fine right then all you need to really do is look out for pedestrians but that's pretty easy because you can just remove the pedestrians from the equation by putting the cars either above or below the ground yeah that makes me think about the boring company yeah like if they had something like that where you're just on a track and it brings you to your destination, then I think it'll work. But that I look at the movie, what is it? I robot. I think it was what it was. If everything's automated, it'll work. The second you start. And the thing is basically most, <clears throat> most driving right now is not automated in maybe a hundred years from now, everything's going to be automated. Right. The problem is, is to get from here to there, there's going to be a lot of dead people. It's just like, 
we all have to have a job now. AI is quickly getting rid of all of our jobs. And in a hundred years from now, working will probably be optional. So it'll probably be like a resource-based economy with like minimum, uh, what is it called? Uh, income, right? Guaranteed minimum and income. UBI? Yeah, universal basic income. income. And then, so that'll be what happens, you know, a hundred years from now. But the problem is, is getting from now to then is going to have a lot of riots in the streets, you know, burning down of government buildings, because that, that, that shock of that economic change is going to like put a lot of people in a lot of hard situations. That's, that's the growing pains that we have to go through. So we're not going to be there for a while. That's human history. Come on, let's go. Um, but anyway, so I hope that the factory in Kumamoto gets a lot of uh, business because that will be good for the island of Kyushu where we live. It'll be good. Speaking of fantasies, fantasies, <laughs> don't say that because I want to say, I'm, I'm rooting for you, Kyushu. Oh, oh, wait, no. Okay. Reality, reality turned fantasy. All right. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's, let's get to fantasy some escapism. Turn reality. Fantasy turned reality. Escapism. Well, um, fantasy RPG style cosplay weapon shop opening in downtown Tokyo. So they have a very cool name, uh, Takumi Armory, uh, had a shop before in um no has one in hyogo and also had one in shibuya but it closed recently but fortunately for us it opened up in the very stylish harajuku neighborhood nice so at this place you can buy or cosplayers can order like custom-made weapons for their cosplay sets and if you want you can go and buy you know giant anime swords we have photos of this oh do we do yeah. i want to see this all right, so these are some weapon shields, I think. Are those shields? What What is that? So these are, there are pictures of it afterward, but you can stand on these and they light up. Uh, it's going to show up afterward, but it'll give you like a cool anime and kind of. Oh, snap. Like this. Holy oh, moly. Is that, is that because I've selected them because I'm going to attack them next? That's what it looks like. Yeah, or, yeah, I don't know. You're going to cast some like magic sword skill thing. <laughs> I just want to. I want to know who's in the shop. It's either gonna be one of two people. It's gonna be like like super nerd people, or it's gonna be like like super cool people, but they want to like just sample the nerd culture for a minute. Probably. I mean, dude, every everyone's got a little bit of nerd inside of them. Come on. Oh, dude. Yeah. Come on. I I'm not necessarily into the anime stuff, but like people that are, I totally respect it. T tell me, you totally would impose in that magic circle thing. <laughs> um, I've got a nerd boner right now just watching this. If they had a place that you could go to and like co like so there would be like a team that cosplay you into some character i would pay for that experience oh dude like moomin except instead of like yeah, so drag here in kagoshima <laughs> they have like a place called moomin where they dress you up in drag so if they it's had amazing. that but like anime, anime i would do it i would do it <laughs> even if i didn't know who the hell the person was i'd do it that that'd be awesome yeah um, so what that reminds me of, and we got to pull this in from TikTok. I'll just download this maybe because it'll it's probably downloadable. Uh, there's a dude on um, uh, Tommy Ashman on TikTok, and he's been learning how to use the Berserk. Is that this? No, no, no. Wait, the the, anime, the manga is called Berserk. Okay. And the character he he's probably cosplaying as or practicing as is called Guts, and the sword, if I'm not mistaken, is called the Dragon Slayer. Okay, I thought it was Cloud Sword. No, that's the Buster Sword, and that's Final Fantasy. Because <laughs> it all Get looks like here. Cloud Sword to me. <laughs> but anyway, this dude who started off as a pretty skinny guy has just been like learning how to swing the giant anime sword around, and he's been getting fucking ripped by it. 
So that's pretty cool. I'm just going to send this straight to you, Josh. And I've downloaded it. Where are I you? mean, there are ways to train. Have you seen those like the... Oh, man, the name escapes me now. But like there's an old Indian like calisthenics way with like hammers. They're like a really... Tomahawk? They're, they're basically like a old school sledgehammer, basically. Okay. And then you kind of just like swing it around, like around your body and stuff. It's really good for your shoulders and joints and i mean they say like the i was watching this youtuber and, he, and they like the, there was three like this main youtuber who's like this super jacked good looking guy and his like two friends he's like today we're going to sh show you how long it takes to burn off mcdonald's and so like they did it super scientifically with like a breather they, uh, like monitor like the o2 max like yeah and so like basically like it was pretty hardcore how much they had to work off their mcdonald's and anyway at one point the 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 fit fittest of the three of them he's like i'm gonna do it burns the most calories i'm gonna wood chop with an axe that's like no joke that'll that'll fuck you up dude have you ever tried chopping wood with an axe i have and it's i can only i can only do it if the wood is platformed up a little bit because i have a bad lower back <laughs> tall and gangly yeah <laughs> dude okay i deep cleaned my house over the past couple of days and like anything that's below like right around hip height on me it's so much harder because it's like ah, oh, it's just it, no because like i have to like brace myself against something to like wipe the floor and stuff it sucks like i just i need to be with a partner that is very small <laughs> just like you take care of the stuff down there i'll get the stuff i up got here. to here. <laughs> no, just balance it out <laughs> but anyway he was chopping wood and i was just like he was burning those calories um but yeah that 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 so I, whenever you see like you know those like thoughtful movies and scenes where like the dude is mad so he's chopping wood. It's, dude, this is like a trope. It happens all the time. I thought it was like a r romantic movie trope or like also thing. The, the, but, the, the guy goes visit girlfriend's house or something, and it's like the next door neighbor is like a jack dude just chopping wood just because he can. You know? That's porn. You're that's talking porn? about porn. No, that's not porn. That's porn. Is it? Yeah. I've never seen Car Carpenter. What do they call it? Lumberjack. Although it would he make sense. like he doesn't know. That's exactly his, Ah, come on. Look at his search. It's like lumberjack porn. Nah, it would be like anime big ass swords. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, guys. We, we got to go. We got to go watch a Mario movie. And then I got to get ready to go to Osaka. Uh, guys, if you uh, like the episode, please like it. Subscribe if you haven't. We have a link in the uh, video description of, of a link to our Patreon to support us. Uh, there's also article uh, links to all of the art articles in the description below. Uh, make sure that you hit the bell icon when you subscribe to us because otherwise you will miss updates from us. Thanks to all of our patrons and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening and a special thank you to our Patreon sponsors Jan Myler, Jen, Justin Perkins, Ellen, Dennis P, Ellen Mary, Clayton Jung, aka Back in the Clay YouTube, and Corey Smith. We couldn't do it without you.